0: Welcome to the Sermon Podcast, the First Christian Church of St. Paul, located in Roseville, Minnesota. We are a congregation of Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, a congregation that is united in Christ for the sake of the world. Join us for worship in person or via our live stream, Sundays at 11 a.m. You can learn more about us by going to FCCStPaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. text for today comes from the um, Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, which one of you, Having a hundred sheep and losing one of them does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness to go after that one who is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who have no need of repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. So I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Join Join me in thinking for a moment that you are running down a dark road alone. There is no light, save for the light above. You're in the woods, and you can't see anything or anyone ahead of you or behind you. It is pitch black. On top of that, there is an unnerving silence all around you. Now, in some ways, you aren't really lost. You kind of know where this road is headed. And as long as you stay on the road, you should be okay. But the problem is, of course, you can't see anything ahead of you. And while you might know where you're headed, you feel lost because you don't know if you're five minutes away or 20 minutes away from your destination. And this feeling of being lost is one of fear. It's dark. You are alone, and you have no idea when you'll reach home. And did I mention again, you're in the woods. But it is at some point that you see a flicker of light, and you start to realize you are close to home. And the fear that has gripped your stomach for what seems like an eternity starts to melt away, and the lights start to grow, and they start to grow, and it shows a campground, the campground where you're staying. And at that point, that sense of feeling lost has dissipated. You found your home, and you feel relieved. So what I just shared was a true story. And some of you may have heard it before. This happened to me in the summer of 1984. I was on the high school cross-country team, and we spent a week in a campground in northern Michigan. We were training for the fall. And a group of us came, and we went uh, to the main lodge just kind of to hang out. I decided to go to the restroom. And when I came back, everyone was gone. They had found some local people and uh, were going down a kind of narrow path down to the lake. And so I had two choices. I could go and follow them down a narrow path in the dark to the lake, or I could head home. So I really wasn't keen about going down that path because that sounded way too much like a script from a horror movie. So I ended up doing what I just did. I ran down that main road to get back to the campground alone. I wasn't lost, but at the same time, I felt lost because I was alone and I was in the dark. Being lost is never fun. But what is even more disturbing is being lost and not knowing it. Now, this is not the first time I have preached from this passage, the 15th chapter in Luke. It is considered the lost chapter because it contains three stories where something or someone is deemed lost until it is found. So we just heard the first two, the lost sheep and the lost coin. There is a third that comes later, and that is the parable of the prodigal son. This passage brings up a lot of questions, if you think about it, and observations. And let's start with this first one. If we're supposed to think, especially in this first thing about the lost sheep, that God is kind of the good shepherd, he's kind of a really not great shepherd. Because let's think about it. He is willing to give up 99 sheep. To look for one. God is going after one sheep. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, losing one sheep is the cost of doing business. You just kind of move on. It's like, we're not, hey, we still got 99. That's that's still an A in my book. We can kind of move on. But that wasn't how God did it. For God, that one lost sheep meant the world. It's a sense of God's profound and extravagant, some might even say foolish, love for us, that God would leave behind the multitude to find one lost sheep. And the funny thing is, is that God is incredibly, this is, ostentatious when it comes to showing love for people. There is also another famous parable, the parable of the sower. And this is one I remember hearing ever since I was a little kid. It's the one where the farmer is throwing seeds, and the seeds all fall on different types of soil. And when I was younger, the focus was for us to always think about what kind of soil we are. And that makes sense. There are certain things of how we accept and receive God's word when we hear it. But we almost never focus on that sower. Because why was it? The sower was actually a pretty bad farmer. You know, I didn't grow up on a farm. I don't know as much about agriculture, but... I at least do know you don't just throw seeds anywhere. But that is exactly what this sower did. And it is exactly, again, showing God's profound love for us. God throws God's love everywhere. And it seems that God is not so concerned where it lands. That is the same thing that is happening here. Jesus talks about a God that is seeking to find the lost. And the tax collectors and sinners that Jesus is with are those people that he deems are lost. But so are some other people. Jesus... If you look at it from their standpoint, of tax collectors, especially in sinners, who might have been the outcast in that society, and must have felt they must have felt some sense of relief that there is someone that they connect with, someone that cared for them. The whole point sometimes of parables is really to talk about who God is. And one of the things that we have to remind ourselves is, we can't find God. We try to find God, but we cannot. The point is, in our faith, is that God finds us. That is the point of these parables. God is seeking to find the lost the tax collectors, the sinners, you, and me. The thing about the religious leaders who are looking at Jesus with disdain for what he's doing is that they might think that they aren't lost because they are well-trained, they have grown up in their faith, they have studied it, they know everything. But they are still lost. The problem is is that they are too blind and too proud to admit it. And as I said, you and I are lost as well. We can't find God. We try, but more often what we do is that we end up following false gods. There is a reason that Jesus came to earth because we got lost finding God. So God came to find us. That is the way that our faith, this faith, works. We don't go to God. God comes to us. We are starting this Sabbath year. It is a year where we are reminding ourselves and seeking to find out what it means for us to be a church. It is also in some ways trying to find out what is our future? How are we moving forward? We didn't want to just do what we've always done. We wanted to spend some time to stop, to think, And also to intentionally move forward in ways and to see where God is working in our lives, in the life of this church, and most importantly, in the world. Now, we've divided this here into three parts. This is the first one. We're calling it Thirsty for God. Because it's coming from Psalm 42.1, where it says that as a deer longs and pants for water, so our, our souls thirst for God. So during the fall, we are going to be talking about our own spiritual walk. And the question that you need to keep within you, in front of you during the fall is, how is your walk with God? Are you spending time in scripture and in prayer? Now, why do we do this? Why do we want to urge you to spend time praying or looking over scriptures or having regular devotions? Why does it make sense to take time and spend time with God? We do this. We do this time of focusing on our own spiritual walk out of gratitude. We do it as a way of saying thanks to God for finding us. Because all of us run down dark roads and then we see a flicker of light, a light of salvation. When we realize how God has saved us, we want to respond in thankfulness. And this is one of the ways that we can do that is through spiritual practices, through prayer, through reading scripture, through regular worship. The other part of this time is to keep an eye out for where God is. As I said, we can't find God, but we can at least see where God is showing up and where God might be leading us. And so we pray as we begin this Sabbath year that God gives us eyes to see where God is showing up in our lives. And that we will also have space to talk about that. The problem in this parable, in these stories for today, is not that we're lost, that is part of the human condition. That is part of being in a sinful world. The scariest thing is being lost and not knowing it. When I finally entered that campground nearly 40 years ago, I felt relieved because I wasn't lost anymore. I have been found. In life, we are lost but we thank God that again and again and again we have been found in Jesus. Thanks be to God, amen. We hope this week's sermon was nourishment for your soul. If you would like to listen to past sermons watch past worship services, leave a prayer request, or get directions to our worship location, please visit our website at FCCStPaul.org. May God be with you on your daily journey.